the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. This is my America. Yeah yeah yeah. And there's no There's nowhere I would rather be, like, legit for real than hanging out with you guys, especially when it's Friday Eve. Thanks for flying with us on Thirsty Thursday. Okay, I don't know who's admitting that they're thirsty, but it ain't AK, okay? Maybe it's my partner in crime here on the Andrea K Show, at least temporarily. Uh, I, I never, I don't usually think of Carrots being thirsty, but maybe he is on Thursday Thursday. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. He's brunette, five foot eight, two hundred pounds of cheese curds in khakis. Here he is, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yes. He's a power load, baby. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> and I'm thirsty for orange juice. That's what I'm thirsty for. for. OJ. Yeah, that vitamin C. Get us through the week. Yeah, you know what? I need some vitamin T. See, I got. I don't know if y'all can hear it in my voice, but um, I'm a little under the weather. For some reason, I have a tendency to want to speak in the third person, like talk about myself as though I'm not here. Do a monologue. Who is the gal behind the grease paint, right? <laughs> Andre ain't feeling good tonight. <laughs> I swear I haven't had anything to drink but tea and coffee. I'm getting kind of punchy. I got to tell you, I got a confession right up front. I feel like 10 miles of bad road. Um, there's something going around San Diego, and I've gotten it. And so, but it's only because I love y'all so much that I'm still doing the show tonight. But I don't know if you remember this, might. I don't know if you're a big Tina Turner fan, Carrot Sticks, but Tina Turner, at the intro of her song Proud Mary, she would say, she'd start snapping her fingers, moving slowly. And she'd say, we're going to take the beginning of the song and we're going to take it easy. Yeah. And then we're going to take the end of the song and make it rough. I don't think we're ever going to make it to rough tonight on the AK show because I'm feeling like 10 miles of rough road. So we're going to take it nice and easy, like Tina Turner would say. Do you know that song? Do you know when when she did that, uh, Sticks? Have you ever seen her do that? You had me play it one time. Yeah. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Back when we could play that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was a, it See, was a long know, intro, but she did she would do when she was li- performing live. Yeah, she would do it when she was performing live. It was so good. Left a good job in the city, and then later on it'd be like, oh yeah, maybe we'll just like play some music. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when she had her like fr- uh, frilly kind of flapper dress. Her fringe. Yeah. She had her fringe. Yeah. So when she would sway her hips, it would like flap all around. Tina Turner was one hot mama who knew how to perform. Beyonce thinks she's fierce. She ain't got nothing on the legend called Tina Turner. I'm sure she was inspired um, so- by Tina. Was she can be inspired by Tina, but she can never be no. Tina. She was, you know, I was young when Tina was out and performing and stuff. But to me, she was up there like the the top performer was Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. even talk about him. But then then the female was was mm-hmm. Tina Turner and and kind oh, of Madonna ish. Yeah. But she was yeah. the best like show oh. person. Absolutely, her. What's love got to do with it? With those legs, what a gorgeous woman. So. Um, but we're going to take it nice and easy tonight on the Andrea K Show because that's going to help me get through it. Got lots of topics to get to uh, with y'all. Seems like things have blown up. Things have gotten uh, nice and rough for Kevin McCarthy as he thought, you know, this is the same dude, by the way, that actually moved into the office of Speaker of the House before they even took a vote or Speaker of the House. He has just and then and then he managed to survive when the likes of Andy Biggs and others were like, no, not so fast, dude. We're actually going to put it to a vote and see if we can get somebody else who wanted to take the wanted the job of which uh, Jim Jordan and others didn't want to take it. They got some uh, conditions, but they put him they put him through the ringer. And got some conditions in, like restoring vacate the chair the mo- to be able to to uh, do the motion for vacate the chair. Um, and he since then, once he once he did officially move into the office, he has just gotten too comfortable, has not honored any of the commitments that he's made to anybody, including and most importantly, even beyond the impeachments and accountability. Because as much as as important as that is. We can't we don't control the Department of Justice. And so and we don't control the Senate. So true accountability for Biden is is something that's going to be a long haul. But what the Republicans could have done and PDQ with control of the House is control the pocketbooks, control the spending. There is no excuse for why Kevin McCarthy allowed it to get on the into the 11th hour before the end of the fiscal year for the U.S. government, before he decided to try to do something about the spending. So all along the way, the past nine months or so, he's had the opportunity to do what he promised to do, which is introduce appropriations bills, spending bills. I think the commitment was 12 of them. Break it up. And what they needed to do, in addition to appropriations bills, they needed to pull the plug and stop funding the FBI, stop funding uh, Jack Smith and the we- stop funding the weaponized government. Route it all out. We have the power of the purse. And there's no greater power when it comes to D.C. than money. But no, he didn't do it. He waits until the 11th hour, tries to act as though some 8% spending in 2024 cut versus 2023, which is already 33, has us $33 trillion in debt with a $2 trillion deficit every year. Is some kind, The deficit has doubled in, in from 2022 to 2023, doubled from $1 trillion in deficit a year to $2 trillion. 8% is nothing. Doesn't even scratch the surface. So he's got egg on his face today. But instead of accepting it and saying, you know what, I'm going to work with my conservative colleagues and I'm going to and, and we're going to do right by the American people with spending. He had to complain today about the Republicans that just weren't going along with the uniparty plan. Sticks, if you can please pull up the McCarthy clip. Frustrating in the sense that I don't understand why anybody votes against bringing the idea and having the debate. And then you've got all the amendments if you don't like the bill. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. It, it doesn't work. 
Oh, so he's got to do the Biden whisper at the end. These are, I don't understand why they don't want to just bring it up for a vote because it's crap. And you're, and, and it's a waste of time. There's no reason to bring forward something for a vote that is unworkable, that doesn't fulfill the promises that the Republican Party made to its constituents. And to actually, including Democrats and independents, who actually were the ones that gave control of the House to the Republican Party, expecting some kind of fiscal sanity to be re- re- to be restored. And it's insane to, to be complaining that, uh, d- oh, well, why didn't we bring it for a vote? Because you don't vote on crap. That's like saying, you know what, we need to bring this crap sandwich to a, uh, to a vote to decide whether or not we want the moldy pumpernickel bread on the outside of the crap sandwich, or do we want the moldy sourdough? No, and then they could do amendments to the book. What a lying sack of crap he is. Here's what Rand Paul had to say say today. He basically was talking about nobody wants a shutdown, but McCarthy's not willing to admit it. But a lot of it has to do with money for Ukraine. Here's Rand Paul on shutdown. Are you willing to let the government shut down then? I mean, what's the fate of this bill that Kevin McCarthy's trying to wrangle members together once it gets to the Senate? I think it's sort of the opposite of it. I put them on notice that they shouldn't shut the government down by demanding money to another government. We should be fun talking about funding our government. I'm more than willing to sign on to short-term spending of the government to keep it from closing down. So because the appropriations process is so broken that it never gets done, we're coming up on September 30th, and they haven't completed one bill. The House has completed one. We haven't completed any yet because it's taking so long to do this. There's going to have to be an extension so the government doesn't shut down. So if somebody comes to me and says, will you keep it open for a week or for a month? I will, but not if they make me swallow Ukraine aid. See, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to tie Ukraine aid to keeping the government open. Then they're going to say, oh, no, it's your fault. Well, no, I'm pointing the finger first. It's their fault if they want to keep the government open by keeping another government open. So our primary responsibility is to our government, not the Ukrainian government. i got to get to COVID. Yeah, and they won't even tell us how much money has been spent so far. Here's National Security Advisor, NSA uh, National Security Administration uh, Head Sullivan, uh, when asked how much money has been spent on Ukraine. Uh, Sticks, if you can pull up that clip. First, with regards to the United States commitment to Ukraine, there are 26 Republican lawmakers, including six senators, a small minority, as you mentioned before, um, who sent a letter to the OMB director saying that they were unaware of just how much the administration has spent thus far in support of Ukraine. They know how much was appropriated, obviously. They don't know how much has been spent thus far. Do you have a general figure you can give us? I'm not going to stand here and give a precise figure. What I will tell you is that we have supplied to the Congress every dollar that has been obligated. So if they are unaware, it's because they are not looking at the reports that we are submitting to the Hill. And um, he's, he says that like, he, like it's something to brag about. We've given Congress everything that they want, but I won't tell you how much that is. What a bunch of crap. Why? Here's here's why they don't want you to know how much they've spent for the same reasons why they don't want you to know why it has no business going to Ukraine. Getting back to Senator Rand Paul, here's the perfect reason for why the perfect discussion with him and Maria Bartiromo, the true only the only real heavyweight over at Fox News Channel uh, that remains uh, as to why Ukraine should never have gotten another dime from us, should have never gotten a dime in the beginning. Sticks, if you can play that clip. There's, there's also this incredible story about an American journalist, Gonzalo Lira. He's reportedly right now in prison in Ukraine on allegations of, of spreading Russian propaganda. I, I, I don't 
understand this, that Joe Biden could approve $113 billion of money to Ukraine, and yet he has not tried to get this American journalist out of prison there? How is that possible? It's even worse than that, Maria. They've canceled the elections. What kind of democracy has no election? So next year, Zelensky said he's not going to have an election because it would be inconvenient during the war and would be expensive. Well, the thing is, if you don't have elections, why in the world would we be supporting a country that's not a democracy? They've banned the political parties. They've invaded churches. They've arrested priests. So, no, it isn't a democracy. It's a corrupt regime. And are the Russians any better? No, the Russians are worse. But at the same time, we don't always have to pick some side to be on. But the ultimate reason I'm against this is we don't have the money. And when we borrow more money, it leads to more inflation, leads to more likelihood of recession in our country. And so we just can't keep doing it. It's insane. Everything that he said about Ukraine is absolutely the truth. But you're not hearing it. You're not hearing the legacy media. And even at the beginning, all these conservatives in the media talking about the, the war hero, the patriot. Oh, we just need, we need more men here in the U.S. like Zelensky. Really? So many people got sucked into, into this Ukraine war crap just like they did all the, the COVID lies. Going to take a break. We come back. Uh, There was some interesting uh, things that happened in the White House press conference today with KGP because, of course, uh, the border is it has become such a problem for the Democrats that now uh, a lot of attention is being placed on the border. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Don't go away. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget our podcast. If you miss any part of tonight's show or any show or you want to share it with your friends, you can find it really anywhere you get your podcast. Be sure to download it, share it, enjoy it. Um, Email me at andreakeshow.com, andreakeshow.com, and we got a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Got an email from a friend of the show who called me Taco Tina. <laughs> I just love that so much. I love being called Taco Tina. Um, okay, I got a pop quiz. What governor in the United States has said, if you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else? Do, 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 do. Was it Ron DeSantis? Is, is it Mary McCheese? No. <laughs> Governor, not mayor. McCheese. Oh, I, I, I see him. He's got the ultimate power in my mind. <laughs> mayor McCheese. Is somebody hungry? Are you, are you, are you? Is it, uh, hello, you know governor? <laughs> hello, governor? <laughs> I mean, you're off your fast already, but you're sitting there thinking about cheese? Yes. I'm always okay, thinking cheese. Yeah, this is true. He's always yeah. thinking of his Cheez-Its. I thought somebody at the station had gotten you to break the fast by w- w- waving a box of Cheez-Its under your nose. Because you smell a Cheez-It, you got to eat it. That's how I am. Uh, well, and It's like how E.T. was to Reese's Pieces. I, I am to Cheez-Its. <laughs> yes. Did, we had a Cheez-It pizza one time, didn't yeah. we? Who had, yeah. the, who had the Cheez-It pizzas and you had one delivered and we tried it? It was Pizza Hut and they were kind of like um, little square calzones. They were, they were it was still good, though. Yeah. It was still good. It was it was clever. It was gimmicky. But you know what? I like a gimmick. Wait a minute. The cheese at pizza was a little gimmicky. <laughs> <laughs> as, as opposed to lots gimmicky. Okay, yeah. smokes. 
<laughs> and you worry about pineapple. You know, don't mock, don't mock the cheese at pizza till you try it, my dude. Okay. They didn't it last was long. Genius. It wasn't lo- didn't last long enough for other people to try it. I know. What yeah. a bummer. Well, speaking of gimmicks. I think it was quite gimmicky, the sanctuary cities. Uh, the, um, I'll get, give the answer to the governor question in just a moment. Um, but here's a hint. Um, Babylon B had a headline today. Um, oh, gosh, now I'm forgetting what it was. I should have it in front of me. But it said, uh, sanctuary, this, sanctuary cities are tired of being sanctuary to your illegal aliens or something like that. I need, to, I need to Google it. Or you can Google it for me while I tell you the name of the governor. It was actually New York Governor Kathy Holcomb. Hochul. To the immigrants, we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. Well, I, I don't know, Sticks, but I'm looking at her, and she's looking fairly light-skinned. She looks like every, you know, dark brunette woman, you know, I ever grew up around. Uh, how come the left today isn't trying to get da- get her removed from office for being so... Um, uh, xenophobic and bigoted because, uh, you know, it, it, it's certainly sounding to me awful lot like what Trump said when he came down the escalators in 2015. But seriously, when when you have a Democrat governor going full on 2015 MAGA, I mean, the next thing we know, she's going to be chanting, build a wall, right? Build a wall. Are we now reaching the point maybe to where Democrats are going to go, you know what? It's 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 gone too far. And maybe now we actually need to go full on. Who is who was the president of the United States? I don't think it was Eisenhower who actually uh, did a deportation force and literally put them on buses and sent them back. That's where we're at. Jesse Jane Duff is going to be here at the bottom half of the hour uh, with some breaking news on what's happening with the invasion. But I want to switch gears and go over to the fact that, no, not all Democrats, are, even though Kathy Hochul is saying that, even though Merrick Adams, Mayor Eric Adams has come out and said that this is this is un, un, can't continue. Even California, uh, uh, the mayor of Los Angeles has said the same thing. Um, Coloradans, I think it might have been the governor of Colorado, are all they're all starting to complain, which is why the Babylon Bee did that story today. The Biden White House is absolutely committed to their plan to in, to destroy this country through an invasion at our at our southern border. When uh, Peter Ducey um, pr- tried to press Corrine Jean-Pierre about this today. Uh, she she just, uh, you know, uh, pretended she was going to answer Ducey and then basically just refused to answer. It was a really interesting, breathtaking moment. Sticks, if you could play uh, KGP refusing. What do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Sorry. I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move on. No, 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 We're moving on. Great, please. In the back. You said you were stopping the flow of the border. No, no. I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. What an arrogant clump of cat litter. She's paid for by the taxpayers. He asked a question and she didn't want to answer it. She tried to reply with a question of her own. What do you call it? Trying to trying to shift and deflect against the Republican Party. And good for Peter Ducey. He wasn't having it. And because she because Peter Ducey didn't go along with the rest of the propagandists in the legacy media, she just decided to not answer the question after she called on him. She did answer another question from somebody who asked her, when is it when when is enough going to be enough for Joe Biden with these illegal aliens? And here's what she had to say. And how many people coming into this country illegally is enough for President Biden? 
say that last one? How many people come? How many people illegally coming into the United States is enough for President Biden's administration? Enough for what? Five point nine million people have been encountered illegally. I know the numbers, but enough for what? Enough just to stop the flood. As I mentioned, this is a problem that's been around for some time now, for decades. A broken system. Uh, first, of all, I'm giggling because uh, Stick sent me a Babylon Bee headline that said uh, New York mayor declares Texas a sanctuary state for immigrants. <laughs> the writers at the Bee are absolutely genius. They're just brilliant over there. Um, but, you know, KGP is really at her best when she doesn't hide her idiocy and she doesn't try to be clever. You know, he says, when is it going to be enough and enough? Enough for what, she says. You know, look, diversity hire with the mop head. Nobody believes that you were hired for any other reason than your skin color and who you choose to have sex with. It's certainly not anything going on between your ears. You were not hired because of skill. So don't even bother to try to pretend so. Just do your job by making us all giggle and laugh at your your moronos and you know know your role okay it, you know accept your assignment because you look you sound even dumber when you try to sound so smart right it always reminds me of the skit from in living color we've played it before sticks of damon wayans when he's in prison let me flagellate on your prostate <laughs> that was a great one and then they end with stay in school fool Hilarious. Um, the other day, somebody was uh, somebody was uh, was um, who was the redheaded guy who had the late night show I never watched. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. He was uh, the other day recently was talking about how uh, busting the late night hosts for their lazy uh, comedy, saying that you know Trump sucks is isn't isn't funny and they're just being lazy and um, it, it's part laziness and also part of the fact that. You know, audiences, they know their audience, right? I mean, they're recording these shows, filming these shows in New York City and in L.A., right? Not exactly your hardcore, you know, flyover country conservative and Trump supporters, right? And and in fact, um, I was asked about this in an interview uh, a few days ago, and I was remembering when Arsenio Hall came to San Diego. And this was a few years ago. And in his act, he was equally hard on Trump and Hillary Clinton. And it was hilarious. It was like back when SNL was actually funny, right? And the Trump supporters like myself and others, we were laughing our butts off. The Hillary Clinton supporters, heckling, mad, screaming, yelling, you know, all hysterical, like it was the day uh, they lost the election again and all getting up and walking out, right? So comedies, good comedy is probably not really going to come back. Because Democrats literally are at the point in this country, this is how much we've destroyed our culture, where nobody can take a joke. Nobody can take a joke. It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, there is a, there is a point about being lazy in comedy. I think the best comics are those that don't have to rely on things like bathroom humor, don't, you know, and, and the F word. Like, you had that lady friend of yours that was on the reality show. Yes. Um, Barbalac? Yes, Vicky, Vicky Barbalak. Vicky Barbalak. She was on one of these like reality America's Got shows, Talent. Last Comic Standing. Was she on Last Comic Standing? N- no, she was on America's Got Talent. She came. She was runner runner up mm. on AGT. 
she went really far. I used to love the TV show Last Comic Standing. That was a good one, yeah. Because I love stand-up. I watch stand-up on Netflix all the time. There's this Christian gal, I don't know her name, that I watch. Um, She's on Netflix right now. She was a a football a dancer for, I think it might have been the LA Chargers or, or somebody, but she's a Christian. Her her stand-up is super clean and hilarious. There's a blonde, um, somebody, Morgan, I think, on Netflix, who's a Southerner, clean, hilarious. I saw her. She's hilarious. Oh, my god. She's gosh. got a couple she's of fun. them. I think there's like two yeah. or three of her, and she is really good. Yeah, absolutely hysterical. I don't know how we went from talking about Karine jean here in the border and stand-up comic, but there you have it, people. Like I said, we were going to be nice and easy. But you know what? We're about to take it nice and rough because Jesse Jane Duff is going to be here, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, and wait till you hear the story we're about to share with you guys about the border invasion. Stay tuned. and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. As I told you earlier in the show, I'm a little under the weather. So I'm, do- I'm doing like the, the first part of Tina Turner's Proud Mary. I've been taking it nice and easy. But my next guest, she oftentimes likes to take it nice and rough because she's a gunnery sergeant, former gunnery sergeant, gunnery sergeant retired. And the one and only Jesse Jane Duff joins me tonight. Hello, my dear. Hey, good afternoon. I, I don't know how people are going to interpret that I like to take it rough. <laughs> I think we need to walk that back a little bit and let them know. I'm the aggressive one against Joe Biden's administration. <laughs> Let's get all the minds out of the gutter there. Okay, or maybe mine's in the gutter. But I was like, whoa. Wait <laughs> Look, doll, you are famous for hitting, hitting the left and the Biden administration hard. Okay, you're like, let me use another, you're like the Rocky Balboa, okay, of roughness against the Biden administration, just to put it in context, peeps, because I know how beautiful Jesse Jane Duff is. So keep, keep your thoughts on the G level. So JJD, you, when, when I saw this article today, when I saw a report that I haven't heard by, you might've seen this before. I haven't, I had no idea. And peeps, y'all need to listen up before the break. We were talking about the border. We were talking about Corrine Jean-Pierre shutting it down today in the in the press briefings and we find out as, as, oh and i was also talking on the last uh segment jjd that kathy hochel all these all these people from sanctuary cities suddenly got a problem with these illegals to the point to where i don't know if you heard but uh new york governor kathy hochel is like if you want to leave your country don't come here sounds an awful lot like trump right in 2015 um i don't know if she knows but uh, there's a program that the biden administration has been implementing since january in which illegal immigrants get to use an app by the Biden administration and pick a and pick a flight and fly directly here illegally from their hometown. I had no idea this was happening. Jesse Jane Duff, did you know? No. And a lot of this drip, drip, drip of information is coming forward now. And I think so many Americans are really starting to become fearful of the damage that will be done. Uh, You know, not to try to sound like a campaign slogan or anything for Donald Trump, but he actually said in his last speech in Iowa that he would have a mass, mass 
what is it, uh, sending illegals back to their countries, such deportation? as uh, an operation that was done. What's that? Deportation. Yes, deportation. That was the word I was yes. looking for. Mass I didn't get to hear the speech. I heard a little bit. I heard a little bit of it. But see, this is why we need Trump, because Kathy Hochul is saying now what Trump was saying in 2015. And, and everybody said that how much he hated Mexicans and brown people. No, what he did, did did then and does now is understand how if you love this country, it, whether you're an American citizen or trying to come in here, uh, the, 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 the entire world goes down if the United States of America goes down. And this, well, this invasion at the the southern border is what will absolutely destroy us. And we've already had about seven million come in just since Biden took office. Well, right. Just, uh, you know, and that's seven million that we roughly have an accountability on. Yes. There's massive numbers of gotaways and they do get, get, have a tally of gotaways. And those are the ones that they have visualized. However, there are many that they have not visualized that are actually now have already entered into our country in a, in a in an enormous numbers. And when you have people like Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, that have tried to create these sanctuary cities, um, I'm actually amazed that he has remained fairly silent because the toll that it has taken upon California has been astronomical. Uh, but not just that, when we look at what's going on in New York City, finally you've got Democrats now pretending to be, well, I can't even say pretending, they're only outraged till it comes into their, when it comes into their backyard. They're not going to right. be outraged as long as it's in the other states, states that don't have to have a uh, don't have to pay. They have to pay the price now. And they're cutting the overtime of their police officers in New York City simply so that they can cover the cost of these illegal immigrants. You know, and I'm and I'm tired of being called migrants, because when we look at the numbers, many of these are just uh males, not families. Uh, we see large numbers that are coming over the border now that have been getting covered by the media. Massive numbers in one day, up to 7,000 in a day coming over some of these border zones. And the Border Patrol itself just must simply be overwhelmed. For them to even try to enforce the rules and laws have, has probably fallen on such deaf ears that they're doing the minimum required to keep their own sanity. How could anybody fault them for that? Because well, it is yeah, because such they- an overwhelming well, mean job. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and basically it's either go along with um, basically their role now is to is to facilitate illegal immigration into this country. And it's and, and it's either that or give up their jobs, basically. And right, I think right. and, and they've been completely demoralized and they're waiting and biding their time till we get somebody who's sane, you know, back into the White House and in charge of the federal government, because this program of allowing illegals to use an app and just pick the federal government is literally letting illegal aliens. Not and these are not asylum seekers. I've been trying to educate people that the that actually to qualify for political asylum is very narrow. It's very specific. This is just an open border when the U.S. government is using an app and telling people where that they can just pick any any city they want to come to and buy a plane ticket and they can come here. And this has since January two hundred and ten thousand people have done this illegal aliens. That's the population the size of Rochester, New York, or Des Moines, Iowa. Two hundred thousand. But 200,000 is not even, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the 7 million at least that we know that are here. 
So I dare to say that we're not even getting accurate numbers. Uh, Biden is openly encouraging the invasion of our country with his plan. Yeah. And he's it's, it's starting to appear that he's looking at giving amnesty to half a million illegal migrants. That's the next thing we're going to have to keep our eyes and ears open for. The only thing that I could say is that Congress has to get serious. We have a Republican majority. They need to get extremely serious. I have not been too engaged on whether they should do the continual resolution or not. I see points furthering uh, why it shouldn't be. I've also looked at Byron Daniels' fan, uh, plan that has actually presented to be reasonable uh, for just limited re- uh, continual funding. But when it gets down to something like this, I think a hard stop of funding needs to happen with mm-hmm. our Homeland Security that is actually not doing their job. When we look at them not enforcing the rules and regulations of this country and allowing some so many people to just come over the border. And it's not just Latin America. We now have tracked multiple people that have nefarious agendas. They have found people who are on the terrorist watch list that have come over that mm-hmm. border. When you look at the diseases that many of these children could be going into the public schools, such as in New York City, they don't even have to have shot records. And now they're going to be going into the public schools. Mm-hmm. Things that we have eradicated from this country now are easily going to be coming into our schools. Americans have to start pushing back and demanding better from their local, state, and federal government. It's not just Congress. It's governors. It's our state legislators and demanding it. If we don't push back, if we don't have our voices heard, if we're not writing to our elected officials and we're just sitting back and and more or less complaining, then we're not taking action and we have to get engaged because this is astronomical to what's going to do to our nation, our sovereignty, national security, and decimate us. We will not have a republic. We will have a Democrat-run nation that is now on the tinkering of socialism to that of a state-run government. I've got to get you, well, we're talking to Jesse Jane Duff, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff. I've got to get your per- perspective on the $6 billion that was given to Iran. Uh, well, it's probably not going to surprise anybody that it almost made me throw up to know that on 9-11 of all days, uh, having the, the exchange of prisoners wasn't probably as political as I sometimes lean to think, but the $6 billion on 9-11 to, uh, to Iran, uh, I was speechless, as I still am, because first of all, it's bad enough that he's returning Monday money that had been, uh, that was Iranian money, of course, but it was Iranian money from decades ago. Where is that money going to go now? That $6 billion that had been seized by the United States should have gone to every terrorist victim of Iran. How many planes have been shot down? How many terrorist activities have killed Americans? How many American families didn't have a loved one come home because of the bombing activity that they had committed against our soldiers, airmen and Marines in uh, in Iraq when we finally mm-hmm. were able to get the, the man that was creating all of those bombs, the IEDs that were going off, creating many family members to lose their legs and limbs. This isn't just an insult to the survivors of 9-11 and their family members of those that had died that day. It was an insult to every American who knew had a family member that had died as a result or been catastrophically injured as a result of Iranian terrorism. Mm -hmm. I cannot understand the optics on this at any level for Joe Biden to go ahead and pass that money on 9-11. Doesn't surprise me he gave it back. What shocks me 
is the insensitivity and the date yep. that he chose. Was it wrong to give him the money? Absolutely. And we know that Admiral Curry, I'm going to remind everybody, Curry is, uh, Admiral Curry, I'm sorry, he is a retired Navy admiral, had been the spokesperson for the State Department when James Rosen asked him under the Obama administration if they had paid for the terrorists, I'm sorry, for the uh, the people that had been detained, were they paying them for those that they had taken, the Americans? Remember when we got the prisoners back from Iran, probably, what, 15 years ago now, and he said, no, we didn't pay for this. We don't yeah. pay for it. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. And here we did it again. You now have a well, price. Well, i got to interject, though, head. Jesse Jane Duff, because I'm not sure if you're aware, if the listeners are aware. We didn't bring them all back. There is a U.S. American over there, an Iranian, who is still left behind. I saw his daughter the other day on a show, uh, Jadmeed, uh, uh, Jasmine Shahad, I think is her name. I I'm, know I'm, I'm butchering the name, but her father is an American citizen. Some of those that we brought back are dual citizens of Iran and, and, and the U.S. Her father was an American citizen who was kidnapped here in the United States by Iran, and he was left there. Now, after the Biden administration has given the six billion dollars, there's no leverage to get him back. And there's no explanation for why he why the uh, Iranians were allowed to keep someone that they kidnapped right here in America. It wasn't million. It was billion. Six billion. That's what I said. Billions. But but why? But it was supposedly some prisoner exchange. And yet they left behind him. And and, well, it's it's the same thing that we did with Russia when we got uh, the WNBA uh, basketball player back. Why is her name yeah. escaping me? But left two other Americans. I was yep. embarrassed, embarrassed to see conservatives trash her. I don't yes. care what her political standing is. I don't care that she took a knee. All of that stuff is political. That's, you know, we could go back and forth on freedom of speech issues, loving your country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No American deserves to be sent to a gulag. A gulag where she was going to be in a labor camp. No American, every last one of us, particularly us conservatives, have a loved one who is on the left. Okay, let's not pretend that our families are all perfect here. No American should ever be detained or imprisoned. And yet and yet we gave Iran. Right. Uh, yet we gave Iran six billion dollars. Brittany Griner. Yeah. And at least I don't think we we gave over. Right. We gave them the merchants of death. We gave oh, yeah, the that's right. We gave them the man, merchant of death. The yeah. arms dealer that was prolific in causing the death of our allies right. and, again, Americans. We handed over the merchant of death, and we couldn't even get the uh, two other Americans over there. One was a former yeah. Marine. There's one that's a school teacher. And then there's another one that Greta Van Susteren has spoken about in actuality. Three Americans. Now, since then, they've uh, detained a Wall Street Journal reporter. Yeah. No American. Donald Trump had gotten numerous Americans out of foreign countries that our adversaries were detaining. He never checked their political card okay right we know that there were you know what jjd did i not say it jjd was gonna take it nice and rough. <laughs> i will tumble <laughs> i will rumble and tumble with the biden administration but the day they chose to send that billions of dollars over to iran yep. to me was the most despicable choice i am not well, shocked they gave them the money back because they have been placating placating our enemies but the day they chose it was an utter slap yep. in the face to every american uh particularly JJD. those that have had to survive terrorism thank you so much for being here you always bring the fire and we love you for it thank you All right, everybody, take the hill. We got Joe Biden in office. We got to fight to keep this country free. That's right. Thank you. God bless you, my dear. And you guys stick around. We got another segment coming up as we wrap up our one. 
AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, it's all fun and games. Striking, walking the picket line, chanting, not having to go in to go to work, not having to be there, you know, and and do work a hard job all day long. Oh, it's all fun and games until you end up being what? Pink slipped. <laughs> the United Auto Workers are finding themselves kind of in a similar situation to the uh, Hollywood elites who have been striking now for I don't know how many months. Word is, is that there's there's uh, some strikers up in L.A., uh, uh, Writers Guild and, and others, I believe, because I, I think sag after is striking as well, or it may still be just the Writers Guild. But nevertheless, a lot of people unable to make their rent payments, mortgages, et cetera, because they just decided to say, you know what, we just can't, we just can't stand these working conditions. So, you know what, we're just going to not show up. And you know what, Hollywood, have, apparently at this point, the studios are like, OK. There's plenty of non-union work out there. There's plenty of streaming out there with, where people can get the content out there. And we're still, you know, Netflix. Does Netflix need new content right now? Do they really need new content? How many people go on Netflix and watch movies from 20 years ago? Right? Or TV series that, that they never watched when it was in, a, a, you know, regular production. And now it's it's streaming. They don't really need you. And now... So who knows how that's going to end? Now we've got the United Auto Workers. Uh, yeah, they just, it, you know, how, yes, of course we need a 40% raise and we need to only work 32 hours uh, for, it to, for it to be full-time work. Uh-huh, yeah. And yes, we need five, you know, of course we need five weeks of vacation. We need to be like the French, who only get three weeks of vacation every year. Well... Uh, that those kinds of demands, you know, ho- ho- hopefully you enjoyed it because uh, there's uh, some workers at General Motors, Stellantis and Ford who have been hoisted by their own picket signs and uh, the layoffs have ensued 2000 uh, General Motors workers at an assembly plant in Kansas are losing their job. Um, mm-hmm. 370 positions were cut at uh, General Motors plants in Ohio and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford, I don't see how, I don't see in this article here how many, uh, a number, I think it was closer to 3,000 with Ford. It's a lot of people out of work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They thought they were going to hold a gun to that. What, what was it that Tom Hagen, the consigliere, explained to somebody? I think it was, uh, you know, the the Don put a gun to somebody's head and said, either your brains or your signature is going to be on the document. Well, at some point, they're like, pull the trigger because, you know, I might you, you, you know, I might as well put, you know, leave my my brains on the document because we're just, you know, what you continue to demand of me is is unsustainable. Are there record profits right now? I don't know whether or not there's record profits. I know that there's uh, more than 90 days supply on a lot of these car lots around the country, in part because due to inflation by the very person that and the party and the and the policies that these unions have put in place, people can't afford to buy cars. And nobody wants the electric vehicles that are, are being pumped out of these assembly lines. Nobody's interested. So uh, let's see what the UAW president had to say here. 
He dismissed, oh, Sean, the UAW president, Sean Fain, dismissed the notion that the union would dial back its demands in the face of the layoffs. Well, of course, because they need to get these demands met because that's how the dues get, get even higher to uh, the commie elites like this Sean Fain dude. He says their plan won't work. The organization has also promised to leverage its $835 million strike fund to supplement the income of members affected by the labor cuts. Uh, more. Okay, well, then, you know, pay them. So I'm, I'm assuming that the people that got laid off at Ford uh, Stellantis or whatever it's called now and GM are going to be paid by their, their fund. Okay, so then pay it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.